When it comes to optimal health, do you have a strategy for how to approach it? There's a quote by Michael Porter that I absolutely love. It says, "The essence of strategy is choosing what not to do." In other words, in order to avoid overwhelm, do you know what you want to focus on to create optimal health? Well, in this episode, I'm going to share what I call the essential eight. For optimal health, and sometimes I actually refer to them as the magic eight. And after you hear what they are, I think you'll agree that they are magical. So, without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host Amy Lang, and this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So, if you want to find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, To create deep health and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number two hundred and nine. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope twenty twenty four has been treating you well. Just a quick update for those of you who have signed up for the January fifteenth workshop on how to stop stress eating. Please note that this has been rescheduled, and it will now be taking place on January twenty fourth, twenty twenty four. So next week at four p.m. So we're moving it from Monday to Wednesday, and the reason for it is because my partner Matt. Had surgery last week. It's for total hip replacement, and well, more of my time and energy have really been devoted to that. And I really wanted to make sure I was able to give my full time and attention and energy to the workshop. So I thought it best to postpone it for just a week. All right. So that's a heads up for you. I wanted to. To talk about the essential eight for optimal health today, and we're really looking at your brain and body. And the reason why I decided I really wanted to focus on these habits and practices is something that happened over the holidays. So I went on a cruise, as you probably know if you've been listening. So. It was a seven-day cruise over Christmas. I went with my parents as well as my brother and his family. So the youngest was eight; the oldest was eighty-five. And on day, I believe it was day four of the cruise. Maybe it was day five. We went on a fishing trip. 
we were in Honduras and it was like 85 degrees and pretty humid. And long story short, my mom wound up being severely dehydrated. And then because of the motion sickness patch that she had been wearing, she also developed something called scopolamine toxicity. So what it ended up looking like was the last 300 yards of the walk back to the cruise ship, my mom was getting less and less steady when she was walking to the point where probably the last 50 yards, Matt and I were basically holding her up. She was just kind of stumbling forward. And by the time we actually walked up the gangway to the cruise ship, uh, they ended up having to get us a wheelchair. And she spent like eight hours in the ship's infirmary. And the only thing they did to treat her to deal with this toxicity. And by the way, it looks like hallucinations and delirium. It's really, really disconcerting. Uh, my mom got three liters of IV solution to rehydrate her. So this is saline solution, right? Water with sodium chloride. And after about eight hours and a good night's sleep, she was not only back to normal, but I actually think she was more alert and more engaging than she usually is, which tells me more than likely my mom is in a chronic state of dehydration. And on top of that, she has Alzheimer's and it's progressed to sort of a moderate level. And so the reason that I'm sharing this story with you is we then really focused our attention on my dad, who's the primary caregiver. And when it comes to adult learning, what I have, what I have learned is it's not just about telling you what to do, but for you to really understand why, like why it's important. This is why when we talk about defining our goals and creating a vision, understanding what your why is, is so important. So when I talk about the essential eight, I'm going to be talking about doing habits, right? And so the strategy is focused on habits, but really to support this effort, I want you to also be aware of your thinking habits. And that's something that I cover in my book, Thoughts Are Habits Too. If you haven't gotten your copy yet, if you're at all curious about what's inside the book, you can actually download a free excerpt when you go to my website, thoughtsarehabits2.com. That's the the website that's devoted just to the book. So again, it's Thoughts Are Habits 2, spelled all one word, T-O-O. -O. I'll include a link in the show notes to that, all right? So when I talk about the essential eight, I'm going to go through what the eight are first, and then I'm going to share with you a little bit of the why behind each one, Okay. And if you want to learn more about that, I encourage you to check out the book and then 
get on the wait list for joyful eating circles because that's something that I actually will be talking about inside that program. I'll go into that so you get a really, really solid understanding of the why behind everything. But I think just what I'm going to cover today will probably be enough to get you started and keep you going for a while. All right. So number one is hydration. We want half your body weight in ounces of water. Number two, seven to nine hours of quality sleep. Number three, five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. Number four, 30 minutes of mindful movement every day. Number five, and actually number five changes depending on whether we're talking about the fundamental five for lasting weight loss or the essential eight for optimal health. So for lasting weight loss, you'll hear me say, eat until you're comfortably full. When it comes to optimal health, I would actually replace that with keep learning. Learn something new every day. Try something new every day. Number six, 10 to 20 minutes of meditation every day. Number seven, embrace stress. You want to lower your overall stress. You want to learn how to manage stress better. There's this thing about embracing stress. And number eight, cultivate connection. This is about being social. This is about having friends, both friends and acquaintances. All right. So let me now circle back. When we talk about hydration, if you look at the human body, it's 60% water. And it would be a pretty simple search for you on Google to look up how the body uses water. It's everything from transporting nutrients around your body to regulating your temperature. But I think what's really important is if you were to look at your brain, the brain itself, and this is something I shared with my dad and it really got his attention. The brain itself is made up of approximately 85% water. And it is actually water along with the carbohydrates that gives your brain the energy to function. And that includes your thought and your memory processes. So the lack of water, okay, so dehydration can actually impair both your short-term memory, so your short-term memory function, and the recall of long-term memories. So this is not just about the health of your body. This is actually the health of your brain too. And I know as we get older, this becomes a topic that becomes sort of more and more important. Right? So water also, very importantly, helps to clear out toxins and waste that impair the brain function, our brain function. So because my mom was dehydrated, so dehydrated, that scopolamine toxicity kicked in. I'm pretty sure since the only thing that was required for her to come back to normal was three bags, that's three liters of saline solution. Of what She basically got rehydrated. 
properly. So that's an extreme example, but all you have to do is really think in terms of your brain is 85% water and what it likes to use for energy is carbohydrates, right? So that combination. All right, so number two, I talk about sleep, seven to nine hours of restful sleep. And when you look at the amount of time we spend in our lives sleeping, it's like one third, right? One third of every day is spent sleeping. So when we're sleeping, think about what's happening. There is a repair process. So we talk about, you know, rest and recovery. There's a repair process. So it's dealing with tissues that need repair. If you're sick, right, you need repair in order to recover. If you've been strength training, you need that time to build new muscle. There's also a, a reset that's happening. So when you're sleeping, as an example, a lot of the stuff that's getting processed is ultimately what helps you to regulate your mood better. We all know if you've gotten a really poor night's sleep, your mood the next day is, well, your temper is much shorter, let's just say. We're always in a better mood when we're well-rested, right? There's a whole bunch of other things that are happening when we sleep. And the reason it actually takes eight hours <laughs> is that's what we need to function optimally. Even things like your blood pressure. If you haven't gotten a good night's sleep, especially that deep sleep portion of sleep, your blood pressure will be elevated the next day. And elevated blood pressure does what? It increases our risk for things like stroke. And if you're trying to lose weight and you're not getting enough sleep, you're definitely not doing yourself any favors because literally the ghrelin hormone is elevated. This is the one that makes you hungry. And the leptin hormone that's all about satiety is actually lowered. So you literally are hungrier if you're not getting enough sleep. It's like your body's in survival mode. So it's doing everything it can to get the energy it needs in order to do the next thing that it believes it has to get done. It's under stress. In other words, it's under physiological stress. Okay, so sleep is really important. Five servings of fruits and vegetables is number three. Now, in the last episode, I had this whole episode dedicated to talking about going vegan versus uh, omnivore, right? And the importance, really, of plants in our diet. Ultimately, I just want you to focus on getting more fruits and vegetables in your daily intake, okay? And if you want to go really deep into nutrition, I have like a three or four part series on what you need to know about carbs, proteins, fats, and fiber, okay? I won't go into detail here. When I talk about five servings of fruits and vegetables, I'm talking about like a ratio of three vegetables, 
to two servings of fruit every day. And we want all the colors of the rainbow over the course of a week. And a serving of fruit or vegetables, fruits, fruits, is that plural? Fruits and vegetables. One serving is basically the size of your fist. So if you're a bigger person, your, your fist is going to be a little bigger than mine would be, right? Basic stuff. Number four, movement. If you're really sedentary, I would just ask for 30 minutes of movement a day. It can be bouts of five or 10 minutes, meaning three 10-minute walks would be great. That's a great foundation, okay? And then what we want to do is be able to progress from there. Add in some strength training. Add in some flexibility training, but it starts with that movement. And when you look at brain development in children, guess what? It follows movement. So as a follow-up to that, number five, I say, is to keep learning. Learn something new every day. This is one of the reasons that I decided to start taking tennis lessons in my 50s. One, I just love tennis. But two... I love that I'm learning a physical movement, uh, a skill, right? So there's a lot in the thinking part of playing tennis, but there's a lot in terms of learning how to move your body as well. And how exciting it was, for example, when I finally actually learned how to serve. It's a very complicated movement pattern, <laughs> okay? Anything, especially that crosses the midline when you're Doing something movement-wise is going to be really help, helpful for your brain health as well. But it's that the brain is like a lot of things in the human body. You use it or you lose it. Okay, so we want to keep focusing on learning new things. It also, I think, keeps us more youthful in our outlook on life. Keeps us young. Okay, number six, meditation. People talk about reducing stress with meditation. Meditation, though, also helps with things like memory and focus. And in a lot of the coaching I do on becoming aware of our thoughts so that we can reframe how we're thinking about things, so that we're looking at things in a way that serve us, that serves you. Meditation is something that really helps us become more aware of our thoughts. So it has many, many benefits. So the why behind that is if you want to have more energy and focus, right? And be able to approach life from this place of abundance and believing that you have what it takes to make things happen, meditation is really important to getting there, okay? Number seven, and when I say meditation, it's 10 to 20 minutes of meditation. Number seven, embrace stress. So Kelly McGonigal in her book, The Upside of Stress, talks about how stress occurs when something we care about is at stake. So I don't necessarily want you to reduce stress by avoiding things that actually matter to you that you care about. We want life to be meaningful and fulfilling. So I want you to lean into 
some of those things, but come at it from a place of where you are trying to trigger the challenge response instead of letting the threat response kick in. And the challenge response, if you look at what happens in the human body, is actually a healthy response to stress. Okay, so it's referred to as use stress instead of distress. And if you want to learn more about that, there's a whole episode dedicated to that as well. Okay, and number eight is to cultivate connection. There are so many studies that look at what happens in terms of living a happy, healthy life. And over and over again, social connection, being engaged, having friends, both new friends and old friends, makes a huge difference in the quality of life and the length of life as well. All right? So, again, the eight essential habits are, number one, stay hydrated. We're looking for half your body weight in ounces of water. And if you like to drink coffee, I would encourage you to make sure you have at least one glass of water for every glass or cup of coffee that you have, okay? Most people, you know, you see the research and they say four to five cups of coffee or 400 milligrams of caffeine is actually potentially good for you. But because caffeine is a diuretic, it's gonna actually pull water from your body. So you wanna make sure that you're, you're compensating for that, right? You're balancing it out. So if you're a coffee drinker, you're gonna wanna make sure that you're actually getting potentially even more water than the half your body weight, okay? If you want some more information on that, uh, send me an email, amy at moxie-club.com or find me on Instagram, send me a DM and we can talk more about that. Number two, seven to nine hours of restful quality sleep. Number three, five servings of fruits and vegetables per day. Number four, 30 minutes of mindful movement. Number five, always be learning. Number six, 10 to 20 minutes of meditation a day. Number seven, embrace stress. Number eight, cultivate connection. All right, so those are the essential eight for optimal health. We're looking at both your brain and your body. And a reminder, when you buy my book, Thoughts or Habits 2, you get a free bonus workshop, Stop Stress Eating, which is taking place on January 24th at 4 p.m. So to get that bonus, you'll need to register. So go to thoughtsourhabits2.com. You'll get the direct link to Amazon where you can buy the book in hardcover, paperback, audiobook, and ebook, as well as you'll be able to register for the stress eating workshop and you aren't ready to buy the book, you can get the excerpt as well. All right. And if you have any questions 
Again, you can find me on Instagram at Habit Whisperer. Go ahead and just send me a DM and I'll get back to you. All right? So I'm going to wrap things up today with a quote by Adam Grant. Creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes. Art is knowing which ones to keep. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember... Making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.